Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Humane Nation podcast. I'm your host, Allie. It's starting to cool down here in Michigan, which is a little bit sad. <laughs> I know a lot of people are already getting into fall and pumpkin spice everything and spooky everything. And don't get me wrong, I I love the transition seasons, but I have a letter board here in our dining room and it still says welcome spring on it. So apparently I'm still in denial that summer is actually here and is quickly leaving us. Um, and it also just kind of shows my procrastination when it comes to house decorating, <laughs> but um, summer just always goes by quickly. So if you are still enjoying the summer warmth, um, please enjoy it for me and I will live vicariously through you. Today, we're going to be talking about horse roundups. Now, these are led by the Bureau of Land Management and they use controversial methods to decrease wild horse and burrow populations in the western states like Colorado, Nevada, etc. So we'll get more into this shortly, but first, let's talk about some animal welfare news. The Companion Animal Alliance, which is an animal shelter in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, has begun making the difficult decision to euthanize dogs due to lack of space. This is really a heartbreaking decision that many shelters never want to have to make or be in the position to have to make. And thankfully, while the cats are being adopted out quickly, the dogs are finding themselves in a risky situation, especially if they meet some of the euthanization criteria. Here's a quote by a member of CAA that was said to WBRZ2, which is a local news station. They said, CAA is now in such a desperate situation that we are euthanizing for space. That means that if a dog is skinny, heartworm positive, anxious, stressed, or a number of other treatable conditions, our staff will have to be our staff is being forced to make the extremely difficult decision to euthanize the animal. People who work in animal welfare are innately animal lovers at heart and it's hurting us to make these choices. Please help us help them." Unquote. On August 27, Companion Animal Alliance will be hosting a Clear the Shelters event, which it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, there'll be food trucks, bounce houses, and loads of dogs available for adoption from multiple local shelters. So if you live in the Baton Rouge area or have friends in this area, please reach out to Companion Animal Alliance to see how you can best help them. And if you're not in the area but still want to help, consider following them on social media and sharing their posts. Unfortunately, shelters across the country are dealing with similar situations. I know Kern County Animal Shelter in California is another one that is just maxed out of capacity. And it's not just happening in the States. Saving Grace Animal Society in Alberta, Canada is also feeling the effects of higher intake partnered with decrease in adoptions. Here's a quote by Saving Grace Animal Society to Global News. They said, We've been getting a lot of surrendered requests a lot of emergency requests, communities finding lots of strays, lots of animals that have been abandoned, unquote. 
please lend your support to your local shelter. They're struggling right now. Whether that support be in the form of volunteer time, fostering, adopting, or simply sharing on your own social media page, it will make a difference. Lastly, some of you may have heard about Freya. I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm not sure if it's Freya or Freya, the walrus in Norway that was euthanized. Um, this was such a heartbreaking loss because Freya was not like other walruses. She didn't really seem to be afraid of humans, so she would hop onto boats at the dock to sunbathe, and her friendliness really drew in a crowd. People began getting too close to her and actually even began throwing things at her. So finally, the government was like, um, don't get too close to her, and we're, we're warning people. But they did not listen, and because they didn't listen, the government euthanized her. I, I mean, I know that human safety was a priority, but they also claimed that it would have been too expensive and challenging to remove her to a safer and more remote location. It's a sad day when an animal loses its life in the wild because humans didn't understand the concept of boundaries. It's not Freya's fault for being so friendly. Every animal is different and they all have their own individual personality. She just happened to be a friendly walrus. It just all seems so self-centered to me. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I'm not trying to undermine the importance of human safety, but at the same time, we humans also need to understand that we've overstepped our boundaries many times. We're encroaching into their space, so of course we're going to have run-ins with wildlife, and when that's the case, give the animal space. And it even rhymes a little bit to help people remember. And the government should work with agencies to remove walruses to a safer location. It just comes back to learning how to have boundaries and learning how to coexist. It's, it's an amazing thing to be able to live in a world where we share our space with so many amazing animals. But if you're upset and bothered by this too and frustrated by it, please know that you are not alone and um, let's just keep talking about this so that people can learn how to have and respect boundaries. But all right, you guys, that pretty much wraps it up for our news portion today. Let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. Horses. Man, what beautiful and majestic animals. They are just incredible. And according to Horse Ricky, they're capable of feeling emotions like anger, sadness, jealousy, joy, happiness, loss. All of these things that we're capable of feeling, they can feel too while also having the ability to form deep bonds with a person. Not only that, they can actually pick up on your emotions too by reading your facial expressions and your cues from your voice. They are very social herd animals and prefer to be in groups. Although horses have been domesticated by humans hundred, if not thousands of years ago, there are still horses that live in the wild in the western U.S. states like Colorado, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, 
etc., in addition to some living in Assateague Island in Virginia. But there seems to be mixed information about horse and burrow roundups. The Bureau of Land Management, often referred to as BLM, is an agency under the U.S. Department of Interior. They're the ones that have been assigned to manage the horses and burrows on public lands, aka wild horses. Using a low-flying helicopter, horses are gathered and corralled. Now, back in the 1970s, Congress passed the Wild Free-Roaming Horses and Bureaus Act, which was a federal law that protected wild horses and burrows from being captured, harassed, branded. It was thought that the wild horses and burrows were historic and symbolic of the western U.S. and added diversity. And the idea of horses running free in the wild is just such a beautiful and romantic image. I don't know about for you guys, but for me, it's just just so incredible and majestic. Well, sadly, today those horses and bureaus, which were once protected, are now at risk of being rounded up. You see, at some point in time, there was pressure to remove wild horses and bureaus protection. Although now it is becoming clear that perhaps it's a bit self-serving to a specific group of people, low-paying ranchers. Of course, the Bureau of Land Management claims that there are just too many wild horses and they are overgrazing. Obviously, we know that overgrazing can cause problems for other local wildlife and biodiversity. So they send in a low-flying helicopter to spark the horse's flight or fight response. Horses have predators like coyotes and mountain lions, so in some ways they are kind of considered a prey animal. So they will often flee from a situation unless they are needing to defend their young or are unable to flee. So their flight response kicks in and they are encouraged to go in a certain direction so that they can be captured. Now, once they are captured, they'll be looked over. Some may be euthanized right then and there after being captured due to injury from being corralled, sickness, or even if they happen to just be blind in one eye. Usually a vet is present during this and they'll also be given food and water. Horses that aren't adopted or auctioned will live out the rest of their life in a government holding facility and others will be sold for slaughter. Now, mind you, this whole process costs you and me, the taxpayers, millions of dollars every year. Millions. Our money is going to these departments and bureaus to round up wild horses and keeping them in holding facilities or selling for slaughter all for the supposed sake of protecting the land. Now, here's the thing. According to the American Wild Horse Campaign, the Bureau of Land Management is responsible for managing 245 million acres of public lands. They let 155 million acres be used for cattle grazing. And 17%, which would be around 27 million acres, are allocated for wild horses. 155 million acres are used for cattle grazing. 27 million acres are allocated for wild horses. 
And the cherry on top of all of this is that the Bureau of Land Management gives 80% of the forage to cattle, while wild horses are left with the scraps. So you can't tell me that the BLM is concerned about horses overgrazing while they are giving 155 million acres to cattle grazing owned by private ranchers on public lands. If they were actually concerned about overgrazing, they wouldn't allow over 150 million acres to be used for cattle, only allowing 27,000 horses to be in the wild, while 700,000 to 1 million cow-calf pairs are allowed to graze, and again, those numbers were from the American Wild Horse Campaign. Tell me which one is more concerning for the environment, the horses or the cattle? They only allow 27,000 horses to be in the wild, while 700,000 to 1 million cow-calf pairs are allowed to graze. And I'm sorry, but what is it with Americans and cattle? Why is it that we need more cattle for beef, when already we are throwing away almost 30% of the beef that enters retail, and almost 50 million gallons of milk? If they were concerned about the land, they would be utilizing population control methods that are sustainable, humane, science-based, and inexpensive to the taxpayer. But instead, they are incredibly self-serving to one party. Livestock ranchers. The American Wild Horse Campaign has implemented the largest fertility control program in the world. The PZP vaccine is effective, inexpensive to taxpayers, and most importantly, humane. But according to them, the BLM uses less than 1% of its budget on humane fertility control, while they use around 72% of their budget on roundups. Honestly, if the BLM would allocate more of their time and budget to humane fertility treatments, then they would save so much time and money in the long run. And I can't help but think that there is motivation for them to continue roundups. And perhaps it's because of the horses that are sold for slaughter or auctioned off. It's sad to see how our self-centeredness really gives people tunnel vision. They see one thing, and that's the dollar signs. And when people are more concerned about money, you better watch out because they will do just about anything. This really just all comes back to people being self-centered and self-serving. What they want in the moment is just so much more important, no matter who it affects. Just like the crowds in Norway that didn't listen to the government about keeping their distance from Freya. And when they didn't listen, who was the one that it affected? Freya. It's the same thing here. The BLM isn't concerned about wild horses and burrows. They're concerned about keeping the ranchers happy. And it's so disheartening. And if you're upset by this too, I encourage you to check out the American Wild Horse Campaign's website because they have incredible information. Plus, they were rated highly on the Charity Navigator. Personally, I was impressed with the information they gave on their website. Plus, I really appreciated how they received their information from unbiased sources. So please, please, please share this information to your own circle of people. This just is not right, and it's not humane or sustainable. 
I mean, Colorado just had their largest roundup, which consisted of 864 horses being captured. This can't keep happening. This can't keep being the normal procedure in handling horse population control. I've had the opportunity to go to Assateague Island in Virginia, and it was amazing and such a surreal experience seeing wild horses just hanging out, living their life. Of course, for me, growing up in Maryland, really the only horses I would see are ones that are privately owned by someone and just in their yard. But what an incredible experience it is to see them in the wild, and I really hope that others will get to have that experience too. So let's keep the conversation going because this just, this needs to stop. There are other better, more sustainable, more humane ways to handle the issue. And this is just not it. All right, you guys, I know this topic was a bit more heavy and frustrating, but please share this podcast with your friends and family. And if you prefer to read our blog post about this, check out our website later this week. We will have that out and we'll also include some links too. As always, you can feature your adopted or foster pet on our podcast. We use this time to share stories written by you to celebrate and promote adoption and fostering. You can fill out the form on our website at thehumanenation.com. Again, that's thehumanenation.com. And yeah, you can just hover over the podcast tab and there'll be a drop down box that says feature your pet and you can just fill it out there. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time.